Hello, and welcome to Pokedex Pathfinders, where we explore the Pokedex at a leisurely pace. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. On today's episode, we talk about numbers 27 and 28, the Sandshrew family. Ben asks me questions on Blaine's Quiz Show. And we rank each generation by its legendaries on our hypothetical. Let's get to it. All right, so number 27, Sandshrew. It is ground type, which is our first one. We got another Hey-o. new type. However, things that are not new... This is the mouse Pokemon. Thank God. I I wasn't done with mice, you know? (laughs) I didn't want to move on from the mice just yet. Yet another mouse Pokemon. I know that we've had multiple mouse Pokemon so far, and I don't know why this didn't, like, click in my mind, but we're going to get it out of the way real early this episode. Bring out the tinfoil hats. Why have we not talked about the fact that clearly this is referencing it's a mouse Pokemon? pokemon it's referencing a real world animal the pokedex itself is calling oh my something god i didn't even think of that an animal name like we never have discussed this in the past I, I never even thought i never even went that big picture with this because i know the real world is just that you know it's like a wink saying you know this is what it is based off of in the real world maybe it's one of those things where it's like it feedbacks too hard on itself like they don't know but we do know but they're not supposed they to know don't I, want I don't us know. to know they this is more know. it's it's big tech putting these secret things in the pokedex my god oh well i am gonna have a uh, a real animal reference later but i will save it for uh all right for later all right on. perfect all right uh let's talk about biology then uh taking off the tinfoil hats for, for a, a little bit so they are this pokemon is all about balling up to protect itself aren't we all <laughs> it just curls up in a ball and just hopes that all the bullies leave it alone no uh <laughs> it, it is known to lunge and drag passing bug type pokemon into its den to eat them okay that's really cool yeah i like that and its entire defense for both sandshrew and sandslash is pretty much revolved around the idea of making itself a ball it's very reminiscent of pangolins and armadillos in that sense oh yeah i'd, I'd say sand true is very much uh the armadillo in this situation and sand slash is the pangolin yeah i mean they definitely have that. a little bit of both mixed in because they because they love to just mix them up but speaking of armadillos i thought that this was pretty cool that the color of sand true is not actually that far off for an armadillo because armadillos can be pink red black gray or yellow in the wild pink yeah well they're called pink armadillos but it's just like a very bright red you know it's not an actual oh okay fluorescent pink or anything i think is it like the armadillo costume that bobby hill has to wear in that one episode of king of the hill (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) that is a deep cut pull right there speaking speaking of uh referencing real world animals i saw a little blurb in bulbapedia praise be that said there's references to their claws being poisonous now I never have. I looked through all of the Pokedex entries through all the different generations and looked at information regarding the anime and appearances in that and the manga. I never saw any references to its claws being poisonous. However, I did end up researching this because, as we love to talk about for the real world pokes, they read you down, lead you down the rabbit hole of looking at real world animals. There are some species of shrews that have toxic saliva that is used for hunting. And when it gets in the wound from their bite, it can paralyze their prey. 
And I immediately was thinking, why didn't they make a poison type regional form? That would have been so cool. A poison type sand shrew. There's so much to unpack here. So, well, first of all, with these shrews, is it their, so it's their saliva, right? It's not like it's biting. No, 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 the saliva, the saliva is venomous. So that, that reminds me of a Komodo dragon how just their spit itself is going to give you this horrible infection just from a bite. The previous episodes, I, t- I brought that up for, it was when we were talking about different typing for pokes, and I suggested that one of them should have, oh, for Lickitung. I said Lickitung oh, yeah, should there be we go. venomous like a Komodo dragon. Now, the cards reference Sandslash at least having poison sting or, or various poison-related moves a decent amount, but you're right that I don't remember him ever, ha- or Sandshrew, whatever it is, ever having poison-type moves or any level of focus on poison. It was just underlying. They learned some of the bug moves, like the Fury Cutters and stuff, but I always just thought, like, okay, the the family learns that stuff because, like, oh, it's cutting. They don't really care that it's bug, and bug is so messed up as a type on its own, but that's a... Another story. But yeah, I just thought, like, instead of doing a snowy one for a regional variant or adding on top of it, because uh, we'll talk about that shortly, I thought a poison type Sandshrew would have just been so unique to, like, take that idea of the poisonous shrew. However, I also understand that there's already, like, 9,000 poison types. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's a multitude of reasons. I do really like what they did with Icy Sandshrew. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah, well, let's get into this thing. Well, I did not realize that it was Ice and Steel. I thought that it was pure Ice, but I have seen Steel-type cards of it. That's so that that's so funny you mentioned that. I'd had no idea that it was Steel until looking at this. Why is it Steel? It says that its, it's shell is so hard that it is likened to Steel. Yeah. But that, for me, is that's not... Stupid. That's a metaphor. <laughs> Everything, every poke that is... Of a hard material. Oh, uh, it's steel type. Uh, steel no, types. it's steel type. Then rocks might as well because they're hard too, and so is Metapod. Uh, Metapod is steel type. Confirmed. Sp- bug steel confirmed. <laughs> Quick note: a lowland sandshrew and sandslash. They are the only ice and steel type poke. Only ones with that combo. That doesn't sound right either. That sounds like one of those that's very common, but it, I mean, it's obviously not. It just sounds I mean, like something that makes sense. You, you would think it would, but also it's fake steel anyway, so I think it really should just be ice type. So truly, there are no ice steel types in Pokemon. <laughs> I think we finally found our typing combination that doesn't exist. I, I want to make one last note for the biology. It, In addition to curling into a type ball, it has also been known to throw sand at its attackers. I think I, I have two... two uh, comments on this number one my second uh king of the hill reference of this episode i know it i'm not gonna spoil it i'm not gonna spoil <laughs> All it i could think of was dale gribble <laughs> with pocket sand, pocket sand. <laughs> uh number two i think this is the first reference we've had to uh, that is sand attack Th- yeah is that's this real the first? sand attack now pidgey knows sand attack pidgey can kick up some dust but uh what but i don't think that there's ever been a biology reference to like to an attack specifically like something that these pokes are doing in the wild that is part of their defense or hunting mechanism or something like that that's also it's a stat move this this also reminds me of chinchillas and i'm sure other mammals do this they they take little dirt baths they'll just get into the dirt and just uh, just swim around in there so i wonder if it was also a little bit 
uh, referencing that. I know that hamsters do the same thing. Uh, my wife and I had a hamster for a tragically short amount of time a couple of years ago because we also have cats. And I'm going to leave the story at that. Anyway. <laughs> Biology in action. All right. So anyways, uh, I thought this was kind of funny. So it said that sand shrew absorb water uh, to keep themselves hydrated, which that's weird enough in its own. But if they absorb too much water, they get all wrinkly. So then they're just pruny sand shrews hanging out. And that that's just a great image to me. I, they would just look like if they balled up, do you think it would just look like a raisin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you could probably wring them out at that point. No, the water would fall out. Do you think uh, sand shrews, like depending on the water, they get in the temperature and stuff and they ball up? Do you think they get like shrinkage? <laughs> it's a problem for any of us. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about uh, specific to biology for uh, sand shrew? So, well, j- just these origins of a lowland sand shrew. Uh, oh, yeah, they, please. So they migrated to snowy mountains because of volcanic activity near deserts in Alola. I just love all these references to Hawaii in general because it is based off of Hawaii, obviously. So the body is made of ice and it is meant to look like an igloo, which I didn't know that that was their intention, but I can definitely see it if you take a good look at Sandro. Not only does it look like an igloo, but it is also based off of a curling stone. Oh, I didn't even notice that. It is meant to look partially like a curling stone and they do push Sandro around for sport in Alola. (laughs) (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) That says they like it. So just like with anything else in Pokemon, they agreed. All right. Yeah. Everything else in Pokemon is just people really (laughs) living in denial and telling themselves the animals enjoy it. They love it as they push them across (laughs) the snow. I want to go a little bit out of order here and I want to talk about the design for Alolan Sandshrew and Alolan Sandslash at the same time because I, I want to talk about them as a point together. I love the look of Alolan Sandshrew. I think it is the perfect example of like they gave it some different character. It, the one kind of looks like the original looks like bricks. The new one looks like ice blocks making up an igloo. That makes total sense. Yeah, it looks like, like blocks. This is a great transition. It looks like it could be local to an area. It looks like just a different version of it. The sand slash, on the other hand, looks like they took the original design and made it like a wacky mystical anime character mixed with an alien. I see what you're saying, that it definitely has this otherworldly look that I don't think that they intended. It looks like an alien. When they were making it. I I think that's almost just a, I don't know, a side effect of the way that they drew it. That Because I like this be. idea that the spines are icicles instead, because it's cool, it's a nice reimagining. But it, I agree that there's, there's something with the way that they're drawn. Now, another another part of know, that... I don't know if it's like the claws, like they reshaped the claws and gave them like a different shape. And I know that a lot of it is like, okay, they have the ability now. They probably would have done that to begin with if they had the ability, you know, for the Gen 1 sprites and stuff like that. But there's just something non... It, it loses... Alolan Sandshrew still looks like an animal, uh, but it looks like it just has like a different backstory. Sand Slash, it looks like they took an animal and made it an anime character. Yeah, I, I can see that. Th- there are a couple of the cards that I think that they they kind of nailed it where it does still look animal-like, but the overall look, the representation, it's just a bit, it's a bit strange looking. One more item for, this is for Alolan Sandshrew though, is that Sneasel and Weavile is its natural predator and just seemed 
fucked up because uh, <laughs> you know they're going for that soft underbelly because that's what uh, that's what all these armadillos are trying to protect. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, that is way too cute of an animal for them to be tossing out the natural predator tearing open its stomach. Yeah, just, just <laughs> putting the actual real predator in there, something with claws to flip them over. I'm like... Yeah, not cool, Pokemon. Again, that is, you know, uh, that is echoing the real world example of the pangolin and the armadillo. I like that they dedicated and they kind of went all out with this is a good mix of world building and it's based off of an actual animal, but it's still like it's cutesy. I I can't I can't think of too many popular representations of an armadillo that is meant to look like a cartoon. I think this is. Pokemon being Pokemon, kind of doing what they do best. I mean, sure, there's like the Sonic franchise, you know, but that is very, very far into the cartoon world where this is just kind of... It's a hedgehog. No, I'm, I'm talking about the franchise as a whole. They like to do the Echidna, Pangolin. Oh, they, okay. They, they get close, but I'm talking just... I know just you're talking like, to him specific, my bad. No, no, just like, a, I don't know, just like a cartoony, but still animal-ish look that's kind of what pokemon is doing best this is like a classic pokemon to me all right well i have uh, a couple quick notes about game information for it this is a spirit in smash ultimate sandshrew uh shows up as a spirit but no character or anything that you can pop out on one of the item balls in game this is a blue exclusive poke we have another i think we've only had one other exclusive in uh ekans and arbok but this is a blue exclusive poke i had both red and blue and i think that this does so I, I definitely used it, uh, and I do think that it appears in yellow, doesn't it? I was going to say I am, yeah, I'm like 90% sure it's in yellow. This was not my ground choice because there was a better ground choice for me in yellow. Uh, and who would that be? Diglett. Uh, that's who, doesn't I, was, ring a who bell. I was going with. We'll meet, we'll meet him later. <laughs> I'm excited. He sounds like a great guy. I have a, a quick note about the breeding, and this is something that I noticed and I want to like pay attention to in the future. I looked through the different generations a little bit and looked at all the different pokes that you could breed with a Sandshrew. And one of them that I noticed in Gen 2, if you made it with a seal or a dugong, you get the the move safeguard out of it. Kinky. And I immediately shuddered uh, for a second <laughs> and then thought, okay, <laughs> this thing is weak to ice, first of all. Uh, I'm talking standard Sandshrew here. It's weak to ice. A, a weird choice to begin with, but there are some other ice types that you can have it get physical with but just the thought of a uh, a pangolin getting it on with a walrus <laughs> i'm just gonna leave or 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 a, a a narwhal basically i'm just gonna leave leave that thought out there for everybody to uh let that stir around for a little bit and i'm definitely i'm gonna keep an eye out on in the future this like sparked my interest that is a horrible way of putting it but I oh, want to see. <laughs> yeah, interested is. Not, uh, how about uh, horrified? Look, the daycare is full of atrocities, and ultimately, <laughs> yeah. that's why we leave so fast. Like, and they don't let you. That's in. why it's just they don't let it, you look. That's. I mean, we can't. Don't go anywhere near it. That's why it's not in a city. It's just like in the middle of the woods, and they're like, "Yeah, leave your animals here." This here is neutral ground. I mean, uh, what? But I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out in the future for. Um, I want to find, like, the weirdest pairings that result in, like, an interesting move or something like oh, that. Oh, there's some uh, bad ones. The uh, the one that jumps out to me is old uh, Whale Lord and Skitty. Oh. Just a gigantic whale and a little cat. I was going to say, you got a flat Skitty after that. <laughs> 
Speaking of Pokemon atrocities, oh, uh, no. I got to talk about the anime, the the shining moment for Sandshrew, Path to Pokemon League. All right, Do you remember me. AJ and his unofficial gym? I that we remember see? would be the wrong word because I, you know I'll, how I I'll am. I'll paint the picture. So this is like episode. It's very early on, and this kind of this kid kind of looks episode like a young. Very early on, got it. He looks like a young Charlie Sheen. That's that's the best way for me to describe him. And he runs a gym where he uses a whip. And he whips his Pokemon into shape. And his number one Pokemon is a Sandshrew that has to wear a harness. And yes. he makes it swim through the water because yes. it's it's weak to water. I actually know what you're talking about. And it definitely has like an S&M harness on and he's whipping it and it's weird. Oh, yeah. So first of all, this makes no sense because armadillos are really good swimmers. I understand that. Wait, really? Ground, yeah. Ground types are weak to water. So it makes sense in the game. But in real life. Armadillos are really good swimmers, so it makes no sense. They couldn't do that, though, because that would be a further indication that it would have been a real animal. So, Oh, I'm so saying. glad you brought up real animals because we Hit have a reference it. to it Getting out in the this episode. Hey, I gotta go. Welcome to the Conspiracy Theory Podcast. So, Tin Hat is on. We get another mention of a real animal. Misty sees AJ, a.k.a. the young Charlie Sheen, whipping his Sandshrew. And he says... Hot. Sorry, Misty says, AJ controls Sandshrew with the crack of his whip, just like a lion tamer. Oh. Lions? My God. Why would Misty know what a lion is? Maybe that's another thing that once existed much like the T-Rex, and now it's part of their lore, is that there was lion tamers. Exactly. There were once lions. Uh, and this is apparently only in the American translation. In the Japanese translation, they just say something along the lines of cracks the whip really well. It's it's nothing great. That only, it, it, that only is indicative that there's lion tamers. There may not be lions. Yeah, maybe it's just a, a colloquialism. Like, we just call them a lion tamer, but we don't know why. Yeah. They're, they're like, we just, that's okay. what they're called. That's All just right. what we call them, and we don't We were know able why. to explain that one away. We weren't ex- able to explain Mouse Pokemon away, but w- we'll get there. It's That one's too big. I'm willing to just suspend my disbelief in the Pokédex, but people talking about it, I'm like, I don't know, guys. Anything else you want to talk about for Sandshrew before we mention some notable cards? Just these sprites. I feel like the yellow, the Pokemon yellow sprite looks like what I think a Sandshrew looks like. But those red and blue and blue sprites look weird. All right, I actually was going to talk at the end. I, I have a note uh, uh, for like the family as a whole about the sprites, but I am more than happy to discuss them now. I think the Gen One sprites for both of these look so animal. They do. Like they don't look like a, a Pokemon or a character or anything like that. It just looks like a digital drawing of an animal. That was my issue with red and blue Ekans also, is that it just looked like a snake. It didn't have its weird sock puppet energy yet. It just looked like an animal. You make this Pokemon look like a sock puppet or so help me God. (laughs) It looks too much like a real animal and we have enough of those here. So the, these don't look like sock puppets. Uh, no, they I, I like they have larger heads. Uh, their eyes are kind of like more animally eyes. And it's like beady eyes. They like even are taking an animalistic pose. And the sand slash looks like it could be fur. The, the spikes on its back. I don't know. I always thought that they were soft. But again, that's just a kid 
thinking about it. Like, I always thought that I could run my hands down the back of a sand slash. Oh, you'd get spiked, but something about the way that they drew them makes them look, I don't know, almost like pine cones. Like, you could kind of just run your hands down them. Are you just petting pine cones in the woods? I'd like to, yeah. Well, let's talk about some notable cards. Um, The first one I have to bring up because I feel like it got the short end of the stick. Uh, and that is Delta Species, which is still fighting type. Cool change, dude. <laughs> well, see, now it's rock type. <laughs> they changed it from ground to rock. I, I thought you were just going to bring up that derpy picture where he like came up accidentally on a flower. So now he's got a flower on his head and he's all dazed. I was too taken aback by the fact that they were like, he's totally different. A complete lack of effort. Somebody phoned it in big time that day. Why is rock and ground the two different types? They're the same thing. Are there Whoa. non are there non ground rocks? Like, come on. Whoa, we got to get into geology now. That'd be <laughs> all right. Brock has two <laughs> sand shrews. <laughs> Brock has two sand shrews in Jim Hero's set. Sweet rock type there, Brock. <laughs> I mean, they could be rock type. There's no difference. Those are Delta species. Sandshrew that Brock has. Every every Sandshrew card is a Delta species. You just have to believe it is. <laughs> the one Brock Sandshrew that's looking out at the sunset, I actually really like the art for that one. The other one is pretty lackluster. I do really like that one, but it led me to a theme with these Sandshrew cards. All right, there go ahead, are, sure. There are a lot of Sandshrew cards that are looking up in a confused or sad way. You, you know what I got? You know what I got from it was uh, Cubone vibes. Yeah, this, this thing's kind of sad looking in the cards, and I don't know why, because I never thought of Sandra as being particularly sad. No, it's just like a cute little animal that runs around and occasionally pocket sands you. <laughs> pocket sand. The sa- Sandro looks like he's dealing with something larger than himself. He looks like he's asking the big questions in this picture. All right, I'm with you on that. Boundaries crossed. It is also looking up but he looks more confused than anything and sky ridge sky ridge has a group of sandshrew all looking up this time so i'm just like what what is sandshrew always looking at sky ridge it almost looks like some weird promo photo shoot for like an indie band yes like they weren't they couldn't look at the camera so they're all looking up none of them are anywhere near each other and they're all looking in completely different directions at like in front of a nondescript background the lumineers delta rock type the other the last note i wanted to bring up about cards i i noticed a little bit of a theme it has nothing to do with one specific card but every alolan sandshrew has at least one attack that requires no energy is that the case for alolan basics in general because i wasn't sure but i feel like that was like a gimmick during alola and i really like basics uh not needing energy to attack if it's like a piddly attack i think that that's really good uh sun and moon lost thunder alolan volpix uh needs energy man it does have a lot that don't require energy though I have never noticed that before. Well, maybe it's just some of them, but they lucked out on those free attacks because those are perfect. Any cards that you wanted to bring up? No, I brought up all my Sentry looking at the sky. That was pretty much all I all I wanted to talk about. Well, let's talk about number 28 then, Sand Slash. It is also ground type. It evolves from Sand Shrew at level 22. And yet again, I think this is our last one. It is a mouse Pokemon. I'm going to miss the mouse Pokemon. I mean, this one's the most on the nose with like the... Long slashing claws, kind of looking like a pangolin. You know, definitely the most mousy of all these mouse Pokemon. This poke is just, it's badass pangolin. Yeah, it's just a straight up pangolin. It is similar to the others, the hedgehog, the porcupine, the echidna, your 
your Sonic the Hedgehog franchise in general, but it is definitely just a pangolin. So a couple in-universe notes I want to make uh, biology-wise. Both of these Pokemon are pretty unremarkable in size. Sandshrew is like two feet tall. Sandslide is about three feet. I mean, they're bigger than their real world counterparts, but all Pokemon for the most part are. And it's like, they just seem like a normal, decent pet size or real world animal that you could run across. They don't seem huge. They don't seem tiny or anything like that. Also, apparently their claws will shred and break off regularly and can grow back in a day, which is noted in a bunch of the Pokedex entries. But I saw there's a note that they will be used to till farms. I saw that too, that they use them as carving plows, which I wasn't sure what that was, but I got a basic idea that I guess they, they use this for irrigation. I mean, that, that's a genius use of it, and I like the idea. Tell me, were you able to find any real-world examples of using a part of an animal as like a tool other than, okay, like maybe a knife or something, but like anything for farming? I couldn't find anything. I was looking at, I thought maybe like, oh, they take like, the horn from an ox and can use that for something like I couldn't find anything like that real world. No, the only thing that comes to mind are like pre-industrial, like nomadic people, you know, Native Americans. I don't know. Maybe Aboriginal people would do that. Aztecs. Nothing, nothing recently, you know. No, I, I was not prepared for this question, but I'm sure no, that I just it's based I didn't off know of something. If, <laughs> no, I didn't know if you had found any uh, in looking through, but I, I, I like tried to find something real world example of that i was like oh cool this will be a neat rabbit hole to go down to find like oh these this group of people used to use cow's butts for something in farm you know what the I mean? people of cow butt <laughs> no we'll, we'll add it to our ever-growing list of things to look out for are uh pokemon you know parts or things that fall off that get used uh in everyday life cool that sounds good to me. I will keep a note, and by that I mean forget as soon as we stop no, talking about I'll forget about after it. this episode, but it's a nice oh, idea. Oh, absolutely. Last bit I have for biology, drier areas create harder and smoother claws. I thought that was cool, just, you know, real-world impact of the environment on a poke, and that's definitely something that you see, I mean, over long periods of time, it can lead to speciation, but even in short term, you can definitely tell... Uh, sizes and shapes and coloration of animals from the real world environment around them. I think that's cool. It's just more and more detail that they added that you wouldn't even really know about, but if you encounter it, it just makes the world that much more lush. Anything else you wanted to talk about for biology for Sandslash? So I, I found it interesting. I saw that Sandslash can climb trees and ambush from above. and That is terrifying, and I'm never going to Viridian Forest. Very terrifying, and this is... <laughs> correct for some pangolins that some pangolins do live in trees i am not sure they are jumping out of the trees and giving animals below the people's elbow i, I don't think that's what's happening <laughs> but it's it's a terrifying idea you just see a sand slash with both claws out just jumping on your face Can i ask you a question and i want you to like really level with me how much time did you spend researching pangolins pangolins themselves a lot give me a ballpark we're talking an hour? At least an hour. <laughs> Look, I, I was like going to save this. I was going to save this for the end, but uh, there's slim, pi slim pickings for Sand Slash and Sand Shrew. Uh, they do not get much media representation. So no, they do not. This very much became a pangolin. I was going to say 
episode. you spend more time looking at pangolins than you did Sandra and Sandslash? Way more. I mean, how much can we say about our friend with the long claws? I mean, he is just badass pangolin. If you're researching a pangolin, it, I mean, they're a cool animal. It's, it's, Whatever. It's you one do to one. You. It's one to one. I had, another, <laughs> I had another good pangolin fact for you while, while we're here. <laughs> Please hit me with as many as you want. I'm also more into the pangolins. <laughs> this truly has nothing to do with Sand Slash. I just found this funny. Okay. Real pangolins will curl into a ball to defend themselves, and they will secrete a stinky fluid as a defense mechanism similar to skunks. Roll up in a ball and <laughs> fart at your bullies. Yeah, so I really wanted Sandslash to have, like, maybe a poison gas move uh, as kind of an homage to this. All right, see, we are literally... Th- this is what we should have used on our, uh, our our typing hypothetical a couple weeks ago. Shout out Pokefan Tom again for that one. It, it, seriously, we should have had a poison line of uh, Sandshrew and Sandslash. if only I knew this thing existed back then, it's got, I would have definitely brought it up. It's got poisonous mouth juices and if uh, you get too close to it it rolls up in a ball and poops itself at you it's an apex predator <laughs> it's an apex <laughs> defender we already talked about alolan sand slash a little bit but I, I, again i i just i'm not that into it i really like alolan sand true but this one i i get it it has the ice instead of the standard quills or spikes whatever you want to call it on the back but it still just looks too mystical, and it looks like a anime alien to me. It's just, I just think it's kind of a stretch. It's that the other ones make sense, like Rotata and Raticate make a lot of sense, because that's truly based off of the real world. And even Alolan Raichu, it's just so far off that it works, that it's just like a guy who ate a lot of pancakes and surfs now, and that's like his life. That's at least, yeah, that's just kind of kind of cool. But I mean... Growing ice out of your body, I I don't know. In the Pokemon world, I guess it works. But also, they have these long hooked claws to scale icebergs, which again, it makes sense. It's like a crampon. It's like a grandpa. It's got, yeah, crampy ice shoes for scaling. You're right that these the hooked claws then kind of add to that alien appearance of the Sand Slash. Because, sure, it makes sense, but it makes it look even more strange. Oh, also, this thing is four times weak to fighting. Good luck taking a punch from a Tyrogue. That's all I'm saying. Unless it's Delta species, and then it's fighting if you really want it to be. Then it's somehow back. Let's talk about in-game for Sandslash and Alolan Sandslash. It's pretty unremarkable, if I'm honest. It's fine to use early on. I say this like it's a bad thing, but as it was like, as I was thinking about it, I was kind of like, I like it. I like the design but more so, I like how they laid it out in the game. It evolves at level 22. I mean, you're catching it pretty early on. It's not one of the first things. You're getting it usually after you get through Viridian. But it's kind of like you're going to catch it. You can hang out with it for a little bit. It's going to evolve. You don't have to wait a long time. You get to see the other poke that it turns into. All of its good moves come along pretty early. And I say, I use the term good. It doesn't really get any great moves. It's not strong, but it gets decent moves early on. And then you move on to the next poke. And I I just like that it's a cool design. It's good for world building. And you can evolve it quickly. You can get these moves quickly. It doesn't really do anything great, but it's it's a great intro. It's just something you can have it evolve and move on from. And then you're not going to be heartbroken, but you're like, oh, that that was a cool poke. I've never had any like... It, I don't think it's ever been forgettable. I don't think it's ever been, like, bad, but it's never great. It's just, like, it's it's there. As we move through the Pokédex, I think that we're just... Re- I'm realizing, at least, that we are just moving into this next 
stage of what the game wants us to think about. We got our starters, and the starters are the most badass. They have no competition of course. in the beginning of this game. And the Pokemon that you find, you're like, that's kind of cool. We're kind of seeing some stuff, but we already talked about how they're a bit boring. But all of a sudden, we're seeing so we're getting a little bit cool. We're seeing uh, Ekans and Arbok. We're seeing Pikachu, which before it was a mascot, was just like a cool electric Yeah, I mouse. think we, we, we kind of have to put the the asterisk next to Pikachu in that it's kind of like... Yeah, let's bring uh, it back it, to red and blue, basically. Yeah, gotcha. And and then all of a sudden we have Sandshrew. So it's like you're almost hitting your stride in the game where you're like, okay, I kind of know what I'm going to do. I know that I now need to diversify the team with typing. Ooh, here's a ground type. Here's a water type. Like we're starting to rock the roster right now. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe this is one of those that kind of gets you used to what attacks do like yeah it gives you a bunch of good attacks up front so that you can get used to it sure you you are probably going to ditch it but it's like you ditch it with this knowledge that a ground type i know what i'm going to do with that guy and it's you know heavy defense but it's not really good at attacking and a lot of its attacks are pretty weak and it's you're, you're absolutely right it also has some interesting mechanics it has multiple attacks that are fury swipes and stuff where it's a it's a multi-step attack it's not yes. the, the simple one-off stuff like ember that you get with your starter or bubble you know where it's a boom and it's done and sand slash for me has a really good design the, the big slashing claws that the back with the spikes on it it doesn't look scary but it looks it looks cool so this is definitely something that when i see it i'm gonna catch it yeah it might have a spot on the team and sure, you might ditch it when you realize that it's not the best thing in the world, but this is one of those Pokemon, along with Arbok, that is keeping you interested and invested in the game. I'm right this, there like, with mid, you. In like the 20s level, like you were saying. I'm right there with you. Along the same lines of Ekans and Arbok family, I, I just got such an appreciation going through and looking at the design and what they put into this one. It looks so animalistic but it looks like it belongs in this character world. And I do, I, I like the Alolan forums. I'm not huge on Alolan Sand Slash, and I get that that's, you know, down the road and people are established in the franchise and stuff like that. But especially Standard Sand Shrew and Sand Slash, I found such an appreciation for the design. These have never been forgotten ones for me, like I said, but... They're, they're not forgotten. They are underrepresented. I, I will agree with that. These but things they, get no love. I, but I don't think that they... I don't think they need more attention. I think this is one of the few pokes that's like, they're there. You don't forget it. They're a part of it. But like, it's not transcending this normal poke level for me. They're just, they're a part of the world. Yeah, These are one of your medium level pokes, which I think is truly where we are right now. I could see somebody having a soft spot for this Pokemon for saying like, well, this is one of my favorites. So it's on my team. I would understand that. Like we're in, we're now in that level where you could you could start getting an attachment to these these are not meant to just be pure background. Fair enough. I disagree a little bit. I think that they're a little more background pokes, but I, I could I mean, let me mention something here though that to your point that, you know, proving my opinion of it, you know, invalid. The Reddit poll, well, let's talk about that real quick. Sandshrew, get ready for this one. It placed at number 69. Nice. Nice. It, it was number 69 with 200 votes. That's pretty high up for that is, 900. It's higher than making, I would have put it. You're making it well into the top 100. It, it had 200 people. That's their favorite poke. Sand Slash, a little lower, number 79. I get it. 
uh, uh, sand shrew is pretty cute i bet there's a large contingency of people who just are very oh it's adorable okay uh, i get it look i think it's kind of a background pokemon now but i think it's one of those that people had a strong reaction to when they first saw it that, that's all i'm saying fair enough which is shocking too given that it's a version exclusive just saying well, some of us never got to see it well i guess i did so yeah, never mind. I, I guess i forgot about it played yellow anyway Last note I have about Sandslash before we talk about the cards. In the beta, the original name was Sandstorm. Just Darude. Yes. That was immediately what I thought. Uh, very good. Good job changing the name. Yeah, I'm uh, glad they pivoted because it would have Sandstorm been a meme sucks. still. would still be a meme. Yeah, Sandstorm sucks. Sandslash, it's a great name. Anything you want to talk about, Sandslash, before we talk about cards? Well, let's get to it. Let's get to these cards. Team Rocket Returns, Dark Sandslash. That thing doesn't even look like a Pokemon card. I just think it's so cool looking. Yeah, I was going to bring this up too. It's just it's just so different looking. I always like the Rocket cards. Even if they look a little bit odd, they're a little bit off. There is just something so cool about these evil organization aligned Pokemon. Okay, quick note about looking at the Team Rocket Returns card. It is dual type. It is dark and it is fighting. Uh, quick side note, you know my thoughts that if you add dark type to anything, it immediately becomes cool. And I think this proves that point. But also, why did they they completely drop? You think with all the mechanics that they try here and there, throw everything at the wall, it sometimes feels like what they're doing. Why did they completely drop the card mechanic of dual typing? I just think it's so cool. I wonder if it really messed with the meta. I, I do think it was probably to do with the in-game mechanics. But I will say this as well. I am not arguing that dark is very badass. But dark for me does not mean evil. It just means exists at night. Oh, I'm and with you. some of them are evil. But so I think with this, they literally took this sand slash is evil. It's Team Rocket. Therefore, it's dark. And so for me, the logic does not check out. Okay. All right. I actually agree with you. Just for this. But I mean, like, I don't know. Sure. There are some evil Pokemon. And I like that it's a dark sand slash because it's been like tainted. I like the black border. I just don't really agree with it being uh, dark type. Fair enough. The other card I wanted to talk about real quick, uh, Alolan Sandslash GX. Great card. I love the art. I love the look of the card overall. It had an awesome defense mechanic. It was a pretty solid card to use in-game. I thought it was a great card. I like everything about it. Any cards that you wanted to uh, bring up? Yeah, so, well, Team Rocket one. I'm glad you brought that up because I had to bring that up, but... I want you to take a look at Brock Sandslash. Why is Brock Sandslash just kind of hiding in a wheat field? <laughs> I actually, I saw this one and I was like, eh, I bet you're going to bring it up. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you have this one. Maybe he's tending to the crops uh, as we will do with his claws when they fall off naturally. Oh my God. And since you're talking gameplay, regular Alolan Sandslash with Slush Rush has saved my ass on multiple occasions because of its ability to draw a card yeah i hate that thing it's so good at this point it's a little bit slow but in those intro decks in you know other formats that thing is saving your butt every time that thing was pretty good paired along with the uh alolan volpix and nine tails as well oh yeah we already talked about the family and a lot of the information for them that always they always bleed into each other uh is there anything that you wanted to talk about for sandshrew and sandslash as a whole to kind of wrap things up yeah everything that can be said about this poke has been said for me it's a very solid design. I would not knock it being somebody's favorite because it's very cool. Uh, its stats hamper it from going very far in the game, but I do think that's by design. It's made to be cool in the moment. 
maybe teach a few things and get you ready for some other ground types later on. Yeah, you don't want to give everybody the all the good stuff up front. You're you're exactly right. You got to learn how to part ways with them. Yeah, there's a reason that everybody kind of has the same team in Gen 4 is because you get the really good ones right away. Everybody likes that, but at the same time, we all have the same team because of that. Everybody's using Luxray. Everybody's using Star Raptor because you get them immediately. The last thing I wanted to mention for it is just, we haven't really talked about the progress of the evolution itself in terms of design. I, I just think this is a great example of, it's not going over the top. It's not adding 5 million things to it. It's the perfect amount of, I could believe that one of these is like the baby version of this real animal. You know what I mean? Like it gets older and it gets these spikes out the back yeah, it or it the gets quills. the longer claws. Exactly. Like a, a deer grows antlers as it gets older. I, I just think it's a perfect example of it, it, a tasteful evolution. I got to just to wrap it up, state that yet again, this is another one that just going through and spending the time looking at it, I just found a new appreciation for it. It's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing amazing, but it's just solid design and solid implementation. This is just Pokemon doing their thing. That That is what it is. And on that note, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, Sandshrew and Sandslash. Yep. Coming up on Blaine's quiz show, uh, Ben's going to try to stump me. Welcome to Blaine's Quiz Show, where we try to stump each other with obscure pokey facts. Uh, This time it's Ben's turn, so what do you have for me? So this episode, I'm going to keep it a little bit shorter because we have a longer hypothetical. So we're going to do a quick round here. I have five cards in front of me. They are all from Chilling Rain. I'm going to read the type, the HP, and I'm going to read the little text blurb at the bottom. And I want you to guess which one it is. And none of these are ones that I don't think you could guess. So... Number one, it. it is a stage one. It has 80 HP. It is grass type. While awaiting evolution, it hides from predators under leaves and in nooks of branches. Hmm. I'm going to guess, I'm going to say Kakuna. Ding, 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 ding. You are correct. It is All Kakuna. Right. A good, yeah, starting off strong here. I learned from our episode that it <laughs> likes to hide in trees. See, if you pay attention to Pokedex Pathfinders... You can guess when your friends ask you obscure questions about Pokemon. You might learn something. 80 HP, it is grass type. This one's a basic. The berries that grow around its belly are like ice pops. Galarian Darumaka absolutely loves these berries. I know this is a tough one. This is probably the toughest one in here. That's also so gross that I like can't even... I can't even picture what this is now. Oh, yeah. All right, it's a grass type Pokemon with, with berries on its belly. That are like ice pops. I mean, all I can think of is uh, Obama Snow, but it's obviously not it. You are so close. You are so close. It's Snover. I, like, I want to give you a half a point for that one. Okay. All right. I did not think that that thing had berries on it. I was just thinking grass yeah. and ice type. I did not realize until reading that that Snover is like a tiny tree. Oh, yeah. It's like a little pine tree. All right. That's, yeah. Well, that's gross. So, uh. yeah. But yeah, uh, Galarian Darumaka is gobbling up them berries. All right, next one. It has 50 HP. It is fighting type card. It burrows through the ground at shallow depth. It leaves raised earth in its wake, making it easy to spot. Diglett. You know I got to throw Diglett in there. Come on. (laughs) I'm not letting one of my favorites go by. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. All right, next one. I got 110 HP. It is water type. Crossing icy seas is no issue for this cold-resistant Pokemon. 
its smooth skin is a little cool to the touch. I think I know this one, too. Is this Lapras? You got it. You're on fire today. There we go. You are three for four so far, and I am excited for this one. It is fighting type, 70 HP. Its arms tear off easily, but it isn't alarmed when it happens. It knows they'll grow back. It's about as smart as a three-year-old. All right, yikes to all of this. Oh, yeah. All right, hold on. It's a fighting type that can get its arms ripped off? Its arms tear off easily, but it isn't alarmed when that happens. It knows they'll grow back. It's about as smart as a three-year-old. Is it Clobopus? Dude, you're killing it today. Hell yeah. It is the old Clobopus. All right, full disclosure, it actually says its tentacles tear off easily, but I changed it to that arms because... Yeah, that would have given it away. I figured that would have made it too easy. That would have so given it away. I thought uh, a good one to end on, uh, the old clobopus. Oh, look at that. All right, coming up next, we have the hypothetical, and we're going to do a ranking of the best legendary Pokemon, so stick around. It's time for hypothetical. Today we are doing a ranking. Uh, we're going to say which gen has the best legendary Pokemon. We're going to start off, we're going to go from worst to best and ranking all eight gens by their legendaries as a whole. How we feel about, you know, mostly design, a little bit of lore, stuff like that. Kind of the strength of the legendary core, I guess, of the legendaries in general. Why don't we mix it up a little bit this week? I'm always first. Why don't you share let's start with your worst just fire through your list give me uh and tell me why yeah let's do it now if you have one that's the same you can go ahead and chime in because i something tells me these are going to be completely different from each other oh they definitely are and there's going to be a lot of people pissed off listening to this so so this is the thing is this is so heavily biased but i will explain my reasoning for each one all right i'm excited hit me coming in at number eight weakest of the gens for me is Gen 5. All right. Well, starting off the bat, <laughs> do you, we you agree? Are, I also have Gen 5 as the worst. Perfect. Uh, there are way too many. There's too many. Bad designs. And this is a quantity over quality issue for me. They they threw everything at the wall. Not just too many, but they're all over designed. Most of all, I hate the genies and also My Little Pony. They just make me cringe. Those genies. Now, number seven can go either way. I was just very lackluster about this one. Seven for me is Gen 6. <laughs> Do you have you that one have, high up? You, we, you and I have very different lists. Oh my gosh. Me, but give but me, here's give me the thing reason. though, is that this gen is cool. I just tend to forget about it. That's why I'm saying like, okay. I don't feel strongly about it. I haven't played it. So I'm just not biased towards this generation. I was not paying attention very much. This is simply a lack of knowledge, and that's why I say how biased it is. Designs are cool. I just don't have enough experience with this to rank it any higher than seven. Sounds good. I mean, with the number six. Six. This one was tough for me to do, but Gen 8 is six. Really? The Galar region. All right. I really loved the redo of the legendary birds. Really liked those. But the sword dogs and the shield dogs did not do it for me. Okay, that's an interesting question. I was considering the... <laughs> all right, all right, I'm going to drop it. Go ahead. I, I thought of every legendary in this. That, that was how I thought of it. Anything that con- was considered legendary, mythical, whatever. But also, when I caught shield dog, I didn't immediately want it on my party, which told me all I needed to know about the legendaries from this gen. Fair enough. I, I also find them pretty lackluster, but we'll get there. So next up is going to be a weird one because one Pokemon saves the whole generation for me. Ooh. Number five is Gen 3. And okay. it is solely because 
Rayquaza is cooler than anything else in any of the ones that I have already mentioned. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't argue up, with that. It makes up for Groudon, which I don't like, and Kyogre, not a fan of. Latios and Latias are fine, but Rayquaza is literally the one carrying this entire gen on its back for me. Number four is Gen 4. I like Darkrai a lot. Darkrai is a very solid design for me. And Chrysalia is just something cool about him. And also, we get God and the Devil in this gen. We get Giratina, and we get Arceus. So I just thought that's just kind of a cool lore addition, is getting the God and the Devil. Uh, the Lake Trio, though, is terrible, so lackluster, like very upsetting to me. But Darkrai and Cresselia are kind of balancing them out for me. Number three. Number three. We're getting to the good stuff now. So, Gen 7. This is my favorite of the legendaries that I did not get to play this game. And for me, it's all about the Island Guardians. The Island Guardians, for me, are distinct and special, and they get the idea right of what all of the Guardians were trying to do previously. The Regis... I'll go over it in my list, but I have Gen 7 in the same spot. Yes, they are what all the other Gens have tried to do. The Regis, uh, Lake Trio, all of them. They're like spiritual Guardians. This is the only one that hits the nail on the head for me. All right. Number two. Number two is where I get basic. Number two is Gen 2. I was going to say, number two and number one, I think I know. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a basic slam dunk here. Gen 1 is coming out. Uh, number two is just a sequel to Gen 1, and Gen 1 was just so good. So, of course, I'm going to like the sequel. Uh, I really, really like the birds. Lugia and ho Ho-Oh, not as much as Lugia, but they're still really cool. And the dogs are fine. You know, but this is a very heavy nostalgia goggle type ranking because I just have such fondness for them as a whole, whatever people think of the designs. And how much explanation do we need for Gen 1 in number one? I mean, it's Gen 1. I'm a Gen 1-er. It's the best. I'm sorry that you're all wrong. Bunch of crybabies out there. Articuno, nuff said. Zapdos, <laughs> get wrecked. Like, Mewtwo, he's pissed. Like, come on. All right, but I'm excited to see how our list differs. To start off, we have three in the same spot, which okay. I'm actually pretty shocked by. Gen 5, we already talked about that one. That That's Ooh, my Gen number five. eight. Yep. Number seven, I have Gen 3, which I know I'm going to get a okay. lot of flack for that one. Again, Rayquaza is the only one that I like, so that's why I could, I could see it going either way. Rayquaza is also the only one that I like, but I also find it a little derivative of Gyarados, and Gyarados is one of my favorite pokes. Okay, little, yeah, so it's a little bit of the slap in the face to you. That, I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I just, I, I find it, I find it a little unoriginal. It's like, okay, they already did that. Now it's just like, oh, it's future Gyarados. It's so cool. I hate the Regis. I don't, I don't get it. They, they just don't, don't seem like Pokemon. They're, they lack personality. And one of the other reasons I ranked Gen 3 so low is because the rest of Gen 3 pokes are so good and so solid, and then the legendaries are such a disappointment. Yeah, that makes sense, too. Number six, I have Gen 4. Darkrai is one of my favorite Pokemon of all. It's not enough to save it. Dialga, Palkia, <laughs> and Giratina look like they were designed by an 11-year-old. And Regigigas, I hate the Regis, and that one is my least favorite one. Yeah, I could but, see that. I, I put too much stock into individual Pokemon for my for my list. The other ones are a little boring. Arceus, Fiony, and Manaphy. Oh, I forgot about I. 
Yeah, Fiona and Manaphy. Yeah, that's right. They're very forgettable. But that Dark Ride, though. Number, Dark Ride is one of my favorites. Number five, I have Gen 8. I think they okay, kind of yeah. have the same... We, we just have that switched. Yeah, switched between five and six. I think they kind of had the same problem as Gen 5. There's just too many. The dogs and Eternatus. Eh, Eternatus is... A, the all three of them are a little over-designed. The horses. We got Big Brain. I like Urshifu, Zarud, slash Darud, and Calyrex. They're fine. It's just there's so many, and I think part of that's a result of the DLC. Here's something interesting in our list. I actually was kind of giving bonus points to the legendary bird redesign in Gen One. I, I that sounds backwards now that I say it out loud. But so you thought so Gen One was so good to you that Gen Eight gave it points. <laughs> Basically, I liked the redesign of the birds, but. I'm counting those birds as part of Gen 1, and I just think that they're so cool that even a redesign was like a shoe-in for them. Yeah, see, those I like so much, but you're right that they are not enough to save the Gen for me somehow. And maybe it is because there's so many of them. Number four, I have Gen 2. I love both the birds. They're both great. The dogs are unique, but they're borderline too much. But overall, they kept it short and sweet, so pretty middle of the list. You know what I mean? Yeah. Number three... I completely agree with you. Gen 7. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's I know solid. that there's a lot and I feel a little hypocritical for being like, all right, I'll like Gen 5 because there's too many. And then I'm like, oh, 300 Ultra Beasts. Yeah, bring it on. But they all feel unique and they feel like interesting designs. And I love the Tapus. You put it all perfectly. Uh, you can have a lot if they're good. <laughs> <laughs> Quality and quantity. Yes. Number two this is a big difference from your list. I have Gen 6. Wow. This is like an... Uh, they really went for a few, and I think this is the opposite of Gen 3 for me. I don't really like any of the pokes, the regular pokes from Gen 6. That's like one of my least favorite generations, but the legendaries are so good, and it's like... You can have such a bleh list of pokes and then have such great uh, legendaries at the end of it. Xerneas and Yilvatal are two of my favorite designs overall. I think they did a really good return to form of making them relatively simple. They look mythical and they look important. And I love that they're like a yin and yang life and death lore and they're like all about balance no zygarde kind of loses me a little bit especially the forms yeah zygarde is like some kind of transformers type deal yeah i'm just i'm just ignoring that one i have no hate for gen 6 and that's my thing is i almost feel like it's an na for me it's like i know i feel like it's the gen i knew the least about somehow but also Hoopa and Volcano Onion. Okay, I do like Hoopa. I, I like both of those a lot. I, I think they're both really cool designs. And Hoopa is like, it's out there. Hoop, there it is. <laughs> Number one, I gotta be a basic bitch right there with you. It's Gen 1. Gen I'm 1 for on. the win. It, I, I, I'm sorry I had to be like this, but I can't, I can't fight it. I, I've known... Can't beat the original. I've known these pokes for... 20 some years they it i can't deny its favoritism they don't feel like little creatures anymore especially those big ones that when you're a little kid and you're so excited to catch them and get those cards and everything like that and mew and mewtwo have just enough lore 
And Zapdos is one of, if not my favorite pokes of all time. So, of course, and I love the redesign of the birds. And like I said, I'm being completely biased and giving Gen 1 the points for something that came out in Gen 8. What can I say? You're right that we just spent, we spent too much time with them. Like making fun of Zapdos for me at this point is like making fun of my dog. I'm like, screw you, dude. Like, I'm too attached. (laughs) Of course, like I I get why people are like, oh, you got to branch out and stuff like that. But like I have spent. These were such a big part of my childhood, and I've spent 20 years with these pokes being special in and of themselves. It's like, I can't, I can't help it, and I'll, hey, I'll, I'll we lean both into have Gen it. 7. We both have Gen 7 at the top of the list. That shows enough that we are willing to change, and I didn't even play that gen. I just think it's cool in the cards. Yeah. The, oh, they had great cards. All the Tapus were awesome. They had really cool mechanics, and I, I really like the designs of Gen 7 in general. I was really torn... Between for the number two spot, I I could put Gen Seven and Gen Six interchangeably. I one and one A for me. Th- this was difficult for me. A lot of these gens could be argued towards the top. A lot of them could be argued towards the middle. The only one you can't argue is Gen Five. Sorry, it is terrible. Sucks. Sorry, I had no qualms about putting that at the bottom. That's going to wrap it up for episode 11, where we talk about number 27, Sandshrew, and number 28, Sandslash. Like every other episode, we just want to remind you, please write us a review, give us, share us with your friends, uh, or leave us a comment or a like on Instagram. We'd love to hear any feedback from you guys or also any suggestions for a hypothetical. Yeah, feel free to reach out. Let us know what you think of the show. Give us a like and uh, just keep listening. And next episode, we look forward to, we're going to be back into some uh, stage twos. Can't wait. I'm Ben. And I'm Andy. And we'll catch you on the next one. See you.